Hello and welcome to the True North CFL Podcast. We're back with another off-season special. As per usual, I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at aka Jimmy Leach. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TaylorCurrySK. And I'm Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Instagram at Carter Kennington. And new, you can follow me on Twitter at Carter Doing Radio. Nice. nice. And uh, just a quick plug to our socials here. We're on Instagram at True North CFL Podcast. Uh, you can find us there. We're going to get some more content going. We've got a couple more people making some stuff. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at True North CFL Pod. And you can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Uh, one? And SoundCloud. Yeah, at True North CFL Podcast. Look us up. Find us up. Just subscribe, listen, and let us know what you think. Yeah, no doubt. Um, one thing we just posted our mock draft, James and I, and we did a whole episode on that. In case you haven't seen it, I would definitely go and check that out, especially if you're craving more CFL content right now, because I'm pretty sure all of us need more sports in our lives right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, on to CFL news from February 25th to today, which as of recording, is April 4th. So, Red Blacks released former first-round pick, defensive tackle Julian Laurent. Eddie Lattler signed to the BC Lions, so that BC team gets another weapon, man. People are people are underrating BC, I feel like. How about you guys? Well, it's, it's all about recency bias, and, like, you know, they had Mike Riley, they had... Uh... Uh, Brian Burnham, yeah. Sorry yeah. to talk out of turn, but like, um, yeah, I just find that uh, that team they're a lot stronger than people were anticipating because a lot of their issues were in the offensive line, and they picked that up at the end of the year. So, I represent. Yeah, a lot of people, including I think all of us, believed that BC was going to snag that last playoff spot away from Edmonton this year. So I was hoping they did because they looked really good at the end of the year last year. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think BC will do better this year if we have a seat than they did last year. Don't like, talk like that. Don't talk like that. Yeah, don't. No, we're going to have a season. <laughs> I, hey, Donald Trump said the NFL is going in September, so. Exactly. We're going to have a season. Some, at least. Talk about a time for the, a, uh, yeah, for the AFL to go under. Or, yeah, the XFL. A, the, yeah. Right? No, yeah, no, the AFL. Like, the arena football league. Oh, the arena oh, league, yeah. yeah. Dude, what a bad time for them to go down. They could have been making Maybe bank. they knew. Yeah, so, really. There's <laughs> like All they had to do was quarantine their players for two weeks, and then they could have a full season. I know, yeah, people I mean, are craving sports so bad right now, but... They could have done another multi-year deal with, the, uh, with uh, ESPN. Yep. Uh, one thing, though, the CFL should do... Uh, I was thinking about this. Someone put this out on Twitter. They should have, like, um, either put their games on YouTube or, like, have some sort of service where they you can go back and watch games of years past. Know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but it's almost at a point where getting that and, like, the amount of, I don't know, tech stuff, but the amount of um, effort that that would require would almost outweigh the potential profit to it. So I can understand why they wouldn't want to. 
I don't know. You just have to find a game recording and upload it to YouTube and put ads on it. That's, doesn't seem that yeah, hard. If you want to throw it on YouTube, but if you're planning on making something that's akin to the um, like NFL Network or anything like that, then I don't, I don't see that in the future anywhere. Yeah, but I don't think the CFL is too bothered by people putting like their own stuff about the CFL out there because. There are tons of Grey Cup games on YouTube. On there are, oh, yeah. yeah. There's some games on channels. YouTube too. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a channel. Like, there's a channel that has like a PewDiePie logo that has like every single like CFL game in full. Yeah, but like yeah, I've been. Nice. I watched the. Uh, I watched the 07 Grey Cup the other day. I'll probably watch the 13. And yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go and watch some of that. I've just been. I've been binge watching House pretty much this whole quarantine period. To be honest. I, I've started mm. seeing clips of that on YouTube, but let's move on. <laughs> all right, all right, moving on. Before we <laughs> get way to too episode. off track, because we went from we'll signing back. Kenny Ladler to House. I don't know how that well, happened. We'll, 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 uh, we'll grab that. We'll pick that up at the end. We have a new segment. Oh, yeah, we do. We'll, we'll get into that a little later. All right, so Naaman Roosevelt, longtime writer and fan favorite, has signed with the Montreal Alouettes. Oh. Taylor, how do you feel about this one? It just hurts to even talk about. I like I kind of forgot about it with all this going on and just reopen that wound. I, I'm gonna <laughs> miss him. I think him and Vernon, they've already played together, like practiced together in Saskatchewan. I think they'll do very well. And I think he'll take Quan Bray's spot, because Quan Bray I don't think is coming back. So Oh yeah, right, right. Yep. I forgot about that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. he's he's in prison. Well, he's probably gone. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, just I I was on like the fringe of Ryder fans when I said this when I said we don't necessarily really need Roosevelt because we got a lot of young good receivers. But oh, he's one of those guys. We just that had you too don't many need, receivers. But you really yeah, want. I know. It's just like he's an older vet. We got cheaper options, you know. Thank you for your service. Not, Goodbye. I you know, I'm not very like I think that's a big thing. Like. uh with Saskatchewan, they always build super young. So, well, not super young, but they always build relatively young. Like I always find that their stars are usually like always to come up, and they sort of make their roots in Saskatchewan. There aren't a lot of big stars that'll make their name somewhere else then sign in Saskatchewan. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, you think about the. I mean, it's a running joke that Winnipeg has a lot of Saskatchewan players, but it's like it's a real thing. <laughs> But that's yeah. like that's kind of the case of what's happened then. But yeah, I, like, it's just because you... Saskatchewan builds younger and Winnipeg builds a little bit older. But yeah, Saskatchewan, it just I think then wasn't willing to sign them at bigger contracts. They wanted to pay everybody cheap, you know, and just pay the quarterbacks and stuff big money. But now you got to yeah. spread it out a little more. So yeah, like especially with the team they had now, they definitely had to spread it out. Well, I actually have a question for you two about this signing on the Ed, or not the on the Edmonton. Wow, what am I talking about on the Montreal front? Does this like is this the key piece? Like, is this the move that makes them truly a Grey Cup contender over Hamilton? Oh no, no. I, it's yeah. It's, they still need to work on their defense. Like their offense is great as it is. Yeah, but yeah, their defense has to get better. Like they got James mm-hmm. Wilder. That was their best move on the offensive side of the ball, I think, was getting James Wilder. Because he was criminally underused in Toronto. Exactly. And you lose Stanback, and then then you get James Wilder. So it just makes sense. Like, you replaced a good running back with a good running back. 
Mm-hmm. Out. Now, moving on. Speaking of the Riders, they add former Seahawks running back Xavier Turner. Argos re-signed longtime long snapper Jake Reinhardt. Former most outstanding defensive player Javon Johnson calls it a career. Former bomber and uh, rider. We so, both feel we both feel the pain on that one. He was yeah. a great guy. He was yeah, played he, for a couple teams. Yeah, he was. I remember. Apparently, he sold his Grey Cup ring in two thousand seven. He like did. That, that's kind of sad, but I mean, I he seemed like a cup. great guy, man. So that's that sucks, times, man. Well, yeah. you know, he said at the time like he didn't like it here, and he didn't like the way that. Like, he wasn't used the way he wanted, I think he said, and then, uh, and yeah, he just didn't I mean, like it, so he just guess, sold it. I guess that's kind of fair, because at the end of the day, it's a, it's it's a, it's supposed to be a reminder, right? It serves as a reminder to what you were able to accomplish, and if you're not proud of that, even though you are a champion, if you're not proud of that accomplishment, of what you did to help that team get it, then yeah, I understand why he wouldn't want it, per se. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Plus, it's not a Super Bowl ring to some of these guys, so that's yeah. true. It's been but a couple I mean, of guys who won both. I mean, yeah, but still, you know, like it's a rare club, though. The guys I in the states. It, I find it the like, I I hate that where it's like, oh, it's not a Super Bowl ring because like at the end of the day, it's still a year of you with a team grinding to be the best in your field, and whether that's you know, like a lot of people see the CFL as beneath just due to the pay cuts and the amount of talent that's in the nfl in comparison but you know it's still a year where you're focused on that one goal so i think that it's just as valuable oh and so yeah. do i but like you know these guys just don't grow up that's true playing in the great cup you know like that's they, true. yeah they that's grew true up wanting that super bowl ring you know yeah i feel you and so the rider assigned carolina former carolina panthers db zach sanchez Riders also hiring Ben Olsen as their D-line coach. Argos have extended Canadian fullback Declan Cross through 2023. Again, the Riders, they signed another defensive back in Tevin Mitchell. Eskimos have placed linebacker Corey Jones on their retired list. The Alouettes signed quarterback Darius James Peterson. And then, okay, yeah. Bomber signed former Hawaii and Oklahoma State quarterback Drew Brown. The Eskimos signed big receiver, former Argo, Rod Smith. I like that signing. Yeah, I like him too. And then Bomber signed another former rider. Team, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey, they they like our sloppy seconds, man. We it's this, true. This is a, a ongoing thing in this show. But they signed former rider DV Javante uh, Dean. Don't remember him, but for them, <laughs> riders signed former NFL DB Christian Campbell. Bomber signed former NFL DB Damian Swan. Red Blacks released Canadian offensive lineman. Philip Gagnon. Bombers place quarterback Austin Appleby on their retired list. Alouette sign offensive lineman Philip Gagnon, so he he stayed on the market for literally one day and then went somewhere. 
And then former Eskimos wide receiver Brian Mitchell signs with the Bucks. Yes, Yo, he's going to be playing with Tom Brady. Yeah, he's going to be playing with Tom Brady, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. And the Riders signed former NFL running back Trey Swanson. Calgary Stampeders have signed former NFL defensive back Ashton Lampkin. Former CFL offensive lineman Greg Van Roten has signed with uh, the New York Jets, I believe. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was the Jets. Yeah. Riders signed NFL vet Cyrus. Oh, it is a hard name. <laughs> oh, you want to try this one, Taylor? Koyuanjo. I was going to say Kodanjo, but that works with, too. I would go with, I'd go with Kuanjo. All right, I, I'm going to trust you guys. This guy was actually really good. Second round draft pick in the NFL, by all means, solid tackle. He's one of those guys that you're wondering, what's he doing here? Like, he should be in the NFL. He's so mm. good. But yeah. hey, I'm glad he's on our team. Starting yeah. March 23rd, XFL players will be able to sign with any NFL or CFL team. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, hey, PJ Walker's based, already signed with the Carolina but, Panthers. But, but yeah. Based off of recent events, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know, but yeah. just unfortunate, right? Yeah, there's I mean, a couple yeah, of guys you, though that I want from the XFL, so it'd be nice. Yeah, to... I just I don't think we're gonna see a lot of movement yet. Like just with everything going on, like with, yeah. it's gonna are be they, pretty quiet. Are they even gonna be able to sign now with COVID and everything? Is it gonna well, start that, to overlap? That's the thing. Like, have you seen what they're doing for the NFL draft? Like they're doing, like they're doing Skype meetings basically to Aww. interview with players and stuff, and that's how they're gonna do the draft. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense though, because it's you get, like you get drafted, yeah. you get drafted right, and they have a green screen behind the player getting drafted. <laughs> logo and everything yeah <laughs> they're just standing there they hear music and then like the and then it shows up on like a cam or like a little screen for the oh my god i'm drafted by this team that'd be hilarious but yeah like I, it makes sense because you can do a draft over the phone you can call a prospect be like hey Congratulations, yeah, oh, you're yeah, now a part yeah. of the Las Vegas Raiders guys, or whatever. A, you know? a lot of guys do that. I mean, I remember I watched a video on how Pat McAfee got drafted and he got called by the Colts like five minutes beforehand, so they know. Yeah. That's I mean, sure. Brett Favre was at home. Yeah, Baker Mayfield was at home for it. Wade Haskins yeah. also at home. Yeah, lots of guys stay at home if they're yeah. not, like, if you're not a first-round guy. Yeah. All right, first CFL employee staff of the BC Lions gets COVID-19. Oh, man, yeah, that was, I believe, that was either March 23rd or 24th, around there. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, it's un unfortunate, but, um, I mean, you just got to be smart, and especially now that they have it, just sort of self-isolate and... Well, I'll be hopefully back to normal soon. All of you listening, exactly. stay safe, and for the love of God, wash your damn hands. <laughs> <laughs> All with right. soap. Yep, with soap. <laughs> and Eskimos are the latest team to lay off front office football operations staff. No coaches have been affected thus far for that organization. 2020 CFL training camps were postponed. Fortunate. This yeah. is this one was interesting because it makes me think maybe he can come back. 
Kahari Jones would love to have receiver Quan Bray back if the situation presents itself following the marijuana charges. Yeah. Well, I okay. mean, well, I mean, also, if you're gonna, if you want to back after his like five year prison sentence, sure. You know. I mean, marijuana just isn't that big of a deal here anymore. I, so I, I know, I but it's like that. sneaking it across the border, though. That's still really bad. Well, it's it's almost like a thing where it's like, what's like? I'm sure this has all been documented somewhere, so I'm sure there's an answer to the question. Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if it was almost, you know, was he doing it on purpose, or did he just genuinely think he's going? Maybe he was going to a state that allows marijuana, so maybe he was just thinking he could just transport the stuff that he had from there to there. I I don't think but, so because I think he tried to cross in Texas or whatever and. Okay. Well, they no, they he, accidentally yeah. were gonna go through like Mexico or something. Yeah, they they, yeah, they were, were crossing cross like state lines. They were crossing oh, okay. an international border. Check. That's why it was an issue. Yeah, yeah and they got yeah, a stop no, check. I know that. I know that. But maybe he was like, like no, if he was, was yeah. going to you know he was in California or wherever somewhere where it's legal and then accidentally drive into a state maybe where it isn't and then they got caught near right, there. It's like you, okay, but you hey, snuck but it. You tried to sneak it across the border. Yeah, yeah, I think was yeah, 150 like, pounds. There was two exactly. like full that's duffel fair. bags. They're you know? only allowed a that's certain fair, amount. Yeah. So, yeah, so like I he's distributing that. that. That's not for personal use. You know, like yeah, you that's, don't know him. That's a lot. <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, he, maybe he was stocking up like people are on toilet paper right now, but I doubt he was that forward thinking. He knew. He knew. Genius. <laughs> oh man, Argo signed former a... NFL draft pick. Travis Feeney. Bomber signed quarterback Dalton Sneed. I am so excited for this one. I am oh, so excited. Oh, do tell, do tell. Traveler. I saw, dude, it looks like he could be to the same, not the same um, degree of strength, but the agility. Speed, yeah. Like, he, I saw a clip of him in college, and oh my god, I am so excited to have him on, my, like, on the team. Yeah, it looks like they found a replacement for him. Like it's like Chris Trevor 2.0, just a little faster, maybe not as strong, but it's yeah, faster. yeah. They took some stat points away and added yeah. it in some other spots. You know? Exactly. But... That's all right. And last piece of news we have for you today: Charleston Hughes, uh, uh, goes goes. Uh, oh, sorry, stuttering. <laughs> um, has surgery to remove a bone chip in his soldier. Uh, in his shoulder that he had the whole season. Oof. And that would hurt to play with. Oh, yeah. Yep. That would not have been nice. <laughs> Yo, how do we stop Charleston News? Pinch his shoulder, get him! <laughs> that didn't work! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man's a warrior, dude. Uh, yeah. He's gonna be playing for a long time. Hey, well, the, league, the, the league's more exciting when he's in it, so. No doubt. All right, so we have a little bit of a surprise for you this episode. Uh, Taylor and I got the privilege to go to Randy's road trip, and we're going to talk about our experience as well as some questions that we asked him. So I actually, I took notes literally throughout the whole thing, so you can get an idea of what this is like. Yes, I did. I have my notebook right here, actually, that I'm about to read from. Nice. Uh, let's just see if anything of note. Okay. Uh, sorry if there's a lot of dead air right now. It's just I'm actually reading my notes as we go. Oh, I'll just kind of talk about it. Like it, it was a cool experience. We got to 
Luke Mollander kind of opened it up, and then uh, who else came out? Jeremy O'Day came out, then Craig Dickinson came out, and then Randy came out and gave like a, a speech about the CFL, and just it it made you good. It made you feel like happy to be a CFL fan. So it was good to hear from the commissioner. And he's a really personable guy. So like I mean, like after the whole thing was done, we got some pictures with him and. He said, like, good luck with your podcast to us and everything, you know? Like, he he, he was just a – he's a nice guy. I got well, a better yeah, impression know, this year from him than I have in the past couple of years. So You know I what that happy. means? You know what that means? That means that we've got endorsements from CFL Commissioner and CFL Commissioner. <laughs> CFL, <laughs> CFL. <laughs> Commissioner and Randy Ambrosi, the real yeah. CFL Commissioner. I approve. And then Randy <laughs> gave us a little bit of a spiel about his plans for CFL 3.0. Uh, I talked about how 10 million people watched the Grey Cup last year. Yeah, it's a good number. Wait, how many? 10 million people. 10 million. Yeah, let's go. It's a nice group. And then they want to get alumni involved more with the CFL. That was something they talked about. They want to go to more schools and get younger people involved more in the game. Yeah, all over Canada. And they want to. All over the world, they said. Yeah, they did. Uh, that's in my notes. I wanted to expand league outreach against schools. Oh, some of the history of the CFL, why it's integral part of Canadian culture. Well, and that was a uh, that was a cool note that he said. Uh, he said, "What well, was some some people in Australia, a league that plays football there? They're adopting Canadian football league." Yeah, they were like, gonna that's, adopt. That's how they're gonna play. Yeah, they were deciding between American and CFL, and the one thing they really liked that did it for them was the unlimited motion that they yeah. have in the CFL game. They're like, yeah, we like that. That's why we're going to adopt your rules. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've said this every single time we've talked about the commissioner, like, and every time we've talked about the 2.0 plan, I really like the idea where it's like we're not going to beat the NFL in America, so let's beat them everywhere else. Exactly. Like you talked yeah, about, too, exactly. about yep. the football outside of North America, how Japan has over 200 universities playing football, while Canada yeah. only has 27. Yeah, that was intense. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, that's a lot of kids playing football. That's a lot of people. Yeah, like Japan, they're one of those football places that they have a league there that's sort of popular. I think it's called the X League or something. And well, it's probably like Japanese baseball where it's just like it's huge over there, but it's just because we're on the other side of the world, we don't know as much about it. Yeah, honestly. And then there was a bit of 10 minute break to think of questions for him. They brought up, as Taylor mentioned, Jeremy O'Day, Craig Reynolds, and Randy to answer various questions. Uh, O'Day's strategy, he said in free agency, was he wanted to get as many players back as possible. Mm -hmm. And then another thing they said that I really liked is they want to get the Vanier and the Grey Cup back together, which to me makes a lot of sense. Oh, well, yeah, just it makes sense to have it wherever it is. It'd be really cool. Hopefully it happens this year, but like, you know, if those guys get to play vanier cup at mosaic stadium and the great cups played the next day that's pretty cool and that's pretty special so yeah i think they should be able to do that they said they almost got it done this year but not quite and it might be a thing in 2021 so hopefully that's still yeah. on the table i mean is isn't it in saskatoon this year vanier i'm not sure yeah 
Okay, I, yeah, I could I could be wrong. Yeah, James would know more about that than any of us because he's yeah. like, oh, he plays U Sport. He he knows that stuff better than any of us. Yeah, he is the specialist there for sure. That's that's true. But I would love it if they're like if you get a Grey Cup ticket, you you have free tickets to the Vanier or whatever. So oh, that's a really good way to sell it. So you can pack it in on you know Saturday or whatever, and. Get these guys playing in front of big crowds. They're gonna like that, and just little things like that, man. It's pretty cool. Or just like have it as an extension for like twenty bucks extra. You can get into the Vanier or something with the break up. Hmm. It'd be a nice little thing. Cause that way the U Sports get back from that. Throw your Great Cup ticket at the Vanier Cup and get like free food, or, or yeah. just build it in the cost of the Grey Cup ticket, like for an extra $5 on every ticket, you get to go in quote-unquote for free, you know? like Yeah, just add a little bit to the price. Yeah. I get that, yeah. Yeah, just a couple bucks each ticket, but then with every ticket, you're going to give some money to them. They're going to be happy, and they're going to have way more butts in the seats, so it's, mm -hmm. it's a win-win for everybody. I think exactly. that's the best way to put it, actually. Yeah. Now we, we mentioned that we asked some questions, so let's move on to those. Staff kind of all got together on the Google Doc. We're like, okay, what are some main questions we want to ask? And we narrowed it down to, I believe it was either three or four. So, first one, and this is the one that I really care about a lot, and no Taylor does, Carter, I think you do too, as a fellow gamer. Yeah. So, this is the full question. With the XFL rumored to have a video game in development, uh, with the CFL... Would the CFL, sorry, consider developing one soon? Uh, like fans have wanted for more than a decade, especially since the league's trying to attract a younger audience. But and Taylor got league... to ask this one, so I'll let him answer it. Yeah, I kind of asked it, and I shout out to CFL Commissioner on Instagram, CFL.commissioner, but uh, I got we got him to put up an Instagram poll, and we got just under 500 results and it was like 80 some percent that said they would pay $50 for a CFL video. game, And then he mentioned that they have been talking with all the other global leagues that they've been teaming up. It's 14 or 18. Um, and they're talking about doing a worldwide video game where you could be, he said where you could be Frankfurt versus Saskatchewan. Like Frankfurt, Germany. So like, like, yeah, it, like it would be pretty cool. You know, it would be NHL without the NFL. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, and they're like, looking at how the they would the NHL game worked with all those different leagues. Like yeah, yeah, just don't yeah. have the big draw, as they would say. But and would they're be looking at how it would work too. Right is one thing they said. Like, how would it, what would a game look like between you know Saskatchewan and Frankfurt? I think he said is one of the barriers they're trying to cross right now. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's. I, is it really that difficult to make field adjustments and everything and, like, make the rules of the game different with presets? Well, it depends, because it's like, what rules do they go by? You know what I well, mean? Well, no, it's yeah. like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, as long as the dimensions but, of the field are relatively similar, then it should be whatever, because you can just preset the rules. Yeah, and I to mean, me, like, I, I think that you'd go by Canadian rules just kind of off the bat, because, like, we'd be the big draw, and then you'd have all those other leagues to follow. Yeah, for sure. Who would you yeah. have? And then, uh, like, you you could adjust it if they have different rules, but yeah, I know we've talked just... about it in the past. But who would you have as the uh, as the cover uh, athlete? Oh, okay. 
That one, I think it's got to be probably Mike Riley or Bo Levi Mitchell, just because those are like the big marketable faces. Really, Hello? I was I was thinking Willie Jefferson for that reason. Plus, I mean, well, that's that's saying that if they did it this year, I think it makes sense because it's got to be. I think it's got to be the MVP of the team that made, like won the cup. And it's, it's got to be someone uh, because well, the whole it's going to be one of the. It's uh, going to be Harris with a steroid needle in his butt. Is what it's gonna be. No, but, but like, it, it think... has to be someone who had the biggest impact of the year. Like that that's the person. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but they also have to be a marketable person too, right? Like but Willie Jefferson's definitely well, marketable, but I'll agree with Carter, yeah. Like Willie would not be a bad cover for like if they did a CFL game, you know? Yeah. Oh, I I'm agree not... with you hundred percent. In a year, you know you know how much can change in a sports league in a year. Fajardo went from unknown to MVP. Like, yeah. Like so this could all change in a year probably will but that's just from my stance today that's what i think makes the most sense mm. and then maybe we we'll ask... uh Wait, go ahead hold on maybe we'll uh make some covers or something and throw them on instagram Ooh. and see what you guys think be all right i'll be down for that yeah and we asked our second question here will there be a cfl week this year obviously this was before the whole corona pandemic so that there wouldn't be this year, but they're looking at it for 2021. So it's good to see that that's coming back. I have a I have a question to you guys about that. Um, sure. Excluding excluding Saskatchewan and Winnipeg because they're the places that have had it already. Where would you put it? Edmonton. Um, yeah, Edmonton uh, or Ottawa yep. or Hamilton. I'm, I'm thinking Montreal. If they have another good year, I'm thinking Montreal because you know, like yeah. if they have a good year, they have some rabid fans in Montreal. They do and when yeah, they're winning, yeah. Well, yeah, and they know how to, you know, they know how to have a good time and throw a party. So, yeah, oh, no I doubt. Think, I think you're right. Like they could definitely do. That. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, I think I think either Montreal or either of the uh, Alberta uh, Alberta cities, or do it at a quote unquote neutral site and do it in Halifax. Keep the buzz yeah. around the schooners, you know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and then you draw the big name players out there for stuff like that. You could have the combine out there, things like that, and I lots mean, of interviews. And yeah, it would be good. It would be good exposure for the players and the fans out there, both like to each other. I mean, you could also do the type of thing. This isn't necessarily a week because it'd have to be longer than a week to pull this off. But you could do. I don't know if either of you guys were participating. Uh, in this, when the CFL train was a thing, CFL uh, train. That, oh that yeah, I remember that. Off. There was a CFL train that went through the country, and I actually got to go like, and I went on it, which was wild. Um, but yeah, like I think if they did something like that, that could be really cool because it's like, I know CFL is coming back. Which city should we recognize? All of them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, even we've seen lots of pictures of the of those uh, like Dairy Queen helmets that they used to do, like. The CFL used to do a lot more promoting outside the league. Like, you know, the Ryder fans promote to Ryder fans and they try to do that everywhere. But, you know, it's not like it's not associated with anything else a lot. You know, like you can't mm -hmm. go get it as a toy somewhere like that, for example. Yeah, you can't yeah. go to like I go to Walmart and they don't have they don't even have CFL cards out. CFL cards are available, but they're mostly online. Like you got to get them in front of people's faces, too. Yeah. yeah. So we'll move on to our 
Third question here, I asked this one. I said, how close is the Halifax group to getting their stadium built? Uh, I already sort of knew the answer to this one. There, but there's no timetable for the team entering the league. Funding for the stadium has been approved. However, they need to find a new location. So Build it on the volcano. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never a good idea. <laughs> put, it, put it on the beach, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, build it. It's Oak Island. Dude. Oh my god. Put it on Oak Island. Oh, it's on an island. The only thing that's there is a hotel and a stadium and a bridge. My (laughs) question is Taylor, now that you bring up Oak Island, how many seasons do you think they're going to go before they find anything significant? They've already started another show, so. I think they're either going to be done with Oak Island, or they're yeah they're just going to keep dragging it on. You, you if they quit, it's like you gotta be kidding me. I feel so bad for people who watch that show because it's like they've gone on for how long and they've like found a freaking yeah. Nail I think it's like six or seven seasons. I just wood. laugh at it. Yeah, it's so bad. It's just one of yeah, those we things. We found like... the steak spike. It's from the 1700s. <laughs> oh, that must mean these spanish people were here and they left all their gold and yeah it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. i know it's so bad that's the first time hearing about that that's wild oh history channel you gotta watch it man man i miss the old history channel that actually used to be about history now it's just a bunch of reality shows it's like oh yeah on stars open the gates man yeah they did (laughs) like american i mean american pickers but occasionally uh, yeah they they find stuff though so it's like okay i'll give you a break yeah it's like yeah pod stars and then i think disney bought them and then just turned it into a freaking reality show place and it's like oh oh. pretty much i miss shows like dog fights and greatest tank battles you know which you don't see very you don't see anywhere anymore it's sad you know Ancient aliens. Yeah, those those, <laughs> ones, <laughs> those struggles where you can truly just catch one and then like actually just have fun watching it, fun with it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, just classics, you know. And then what else? Oh yeah, this is their last question that we asked. So, what do you think of the idea of fans knowing player salaries? Randy said that that's more of a thing with the PA, not necessarily the league, and it's. They're like a privacy issue for those guys, so probably won't well, be knowing player salaries anytime soon. You know, you know what is absolutely wild. Um, I spoke with one of my uh, with one of my CFL um, affiliates, one of uh, the people that I talk to who are uh, who play in the CFL, and I asked them. I, I asked uh, like, if it's okay with you, do you mind just so I can get a basis of how much a player of this certain caliber would make. So I asked him, is it okay if you share with me how much you make? And his response to me was, Google it. They don't know that we don't know their salaries. Seriously? Players don't know. And Jefferson said the same thing in an interview. So I'll use his name because Jefferson said in an interview that he didn't actually know that CFL salaries are a secret. Huh. Yeah. You know, okay. It was funny when, like, uh, well, I'll shout out my brother, shout out Jackson, uh, but he actually asked that question, and I was sitting back in the audience when he asked it, and a couple, uh, old Snicker and Adam, for even asking that question, it what? was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, they were like, oh, I can't believe he would even ask that. Jeez! Yeah, well, I mean, but then, cranky old people got no, nothing better to do, man. Yeah. I remember we kind of talked, like, uh, 
like I talked to Rod Peterson about it a little bit and uh, he talked about it on his show. I saw a little bit later cause it came up in some other people's articles about that. And like, it was a big thing. Like it was a big debate for a while. I saw online, like should salaries be public or not? And it, it's more heated than I thought it was. I know it's so weird that some people are like, "Oh, we shouldn't know." It's like we know every other pro league salaries. Why shouldn't we exactly. know this one? Yeah, they're they're like, "Would you want your salary shown?" I remember I think Jim this said that, and I was like, "Well, I'm not a professional athlete." And yeah, literally, like, literally every like, other league does it. Why don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and this is a professional league, so like, I just like, is it is everyone that embarrassed? Yeah, like. It's just I think I, I, I think it, it might shed bad light on the league honestly if they say like cuz they always announce their like earnings they say like oh we made this much in profit so then if they have their players come out and they say that they're making less than stellar numbers that's only going to look bad on the CFL I like, mean not necessarily cuz it's economics of scale right you can only pay well, players so much for their output you know what yeah, I mean like, that's and true. we know we know what the salary cap is and we know how much the minimum is and some salaries have been announced and some haven't. So we have a yeah. general idea. And I mean, a lot of guys are making the league, which when you take it back to the States, I think someone, I think Duran tweeted out the other day, like $17,000 oh, taxes and everything. Duran, man. Uh, yeah. So that was a bad take that he had recently about how, uh, <laughs> It's a regular thing for pro football players to be losing their jobs. I don't see why you go mad now. It's like, dude, dude. Yeah, no. people went <laughs> off on him. Yeah, literally but, millions uh, of your fellow Americans are applying for unemployment insurance now because they lost their jobs because of coronavirus, and you're on here saying that when I you have... Think... He's got a multi-millionaire dad, too, right? So if he well, ever was in yeah. dire straits, he could just go to his dad because... His dad's yeah, not gonna be like, "Oh, go away!" But, you know, it's like he's your son. You're gonna take care of him. I don't him. think he, I don't think he was trying to hurt anybody or like he wasn't trolling it's, it's, when he I said that. It was just kind of like, I think it's it was a stupid of, comment, uh, though. <laughs> I think it's a case of different life experiences. Well, the, exactly, but I think he was just trying to say like some football players, like you know, a young guy in a football league, you know, you could be cut the next day, and you are kind of worried. But now it's hitting everybody, and I, I don't think it's a the best comparison. But I can see why he kind of said it, and I I'm not agreeing or disagreeing. I just kind of understand. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I still think it was a stupid comment for him. Like, well, yeah, like I'm I, not I, even a Duran hater either. Like, no, he's a talented dude, is, but don't say that right now, man. No, the difference with the CFL, yeah. the difference between it being like an athlete and a regular worker like me per se, is that you're signing up to be entertainment. At the end of the day, your entertain our entertainment comes from you being good at what you do. So if you are not the best at what you do, you can get cut from your position. It's the exact same as any other job. If you well, don't perform, true, yeah. you can get fired. It's you're not special because you're an athlete and you have someone yeah. looking over your shoulder every day. That's what everyone experiences. Which sure, but to a degree, a normal a job has a lot more security than a pro athlete, right? That's that's true. But at the same time, any like, have you ever seen like you know cancel culture? I you know is a huge thing. Yeah, like one thing as anybody who's in the limelight and you're done because <laughs> that's just how it goes now. So. Sure. You have such a pedestal, like you have such a big 
thing that you can do. Like you can portray your voice a lot easier than other people can. You know, I, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, I, I just feel think, yeah. I agree with you. It's a bad take. So we're gonna we're gonna jump right into our off season queue number six, just because I think we've had a really good we're on a good roll right now. Yeah. So speaking on Randy's road trip, how would you grade him as a commissioner? Uh, well, I'm I'm actually gonna give him a B plus. Uh, like I'm I'm happy. Like he's doing a good job, and uh, it was funny. I was actually sitting beside my girlfriend, and she's she said. Out of all the stuff I hear you say about him, you should probably give him a plus. And I was thinking the same thing. So um, it just, like, there's stuff I like, but there's just certain things that I haven't liked and just answers I've heard before. And, I mean, things have changed, but I'm, I, well, I guess to summon it up, I'm content with him, I'm happy, and he's not the guy we had before, so he's better than what that guy was. Um... Yeah, I'm going with an A minus. Going, I'm going a little bit higher than you. Um, I really, uh, I really like uh, Ambrose as our commissioner. I think that he has done really well. Um, I just think a lot of, um, I think he's really settling into his role now. You know, um, he's starting to sort of, he knows what he, what the job comes with now. Because like, you take, I don't care how ready you are as a commissioner, you're gonna get curveballs at you your first few years, right? So. I think that it's just sort of worked out for him and now he's like he's in control, he knows what to do and yeah, he's not really taking many missteps. Like whenever something happens, he's usually really quick to have a statement or a rule change if that's what it calls for or something like that. Like the um yeah. Like I think a big thing that helped uh was when he said uh when he added in the uh the referee that's specifically looking for like um how about to helmet hits? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the and playoffs. Got, yeah, and you have um, you're now able to challenge um, unnecessary roughness calls, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that that really helps um, his standing as a commissioner. So I have him as an A minus. I have the same grade as you, Carter. I have him at an A minus. I like some of the things he's doing to grow the game, and I know some of my other pro Canadian people are. Kind of yelling and screaming, oh, why are you doing all these global things? You should be doing more to look after the game at home and yada, yada, yada. But fact is, I'm also a business major. And one thing that he's trying to do with this is to create alternative revenue streams. The league hasn't necessarily tapped into because mm -hmm. the more global player stuff we have, we're getting TV deals from these different countries, which is more revenue streams, which can be invested more into the Canadian game. And that's why we're doing these global outreach programs. You know, it's just alternative revenue streaming. It's smart. This guy was a successful businessman before he came in and became the commissioner. And I think he's also doing that same type of thing within the league. And I like that. This means more revenue for players and helps everybody more money helps everybody so now after he's gonna start seeing money oh yeah no doubt so on to usually this is our last segment but with everybody having to just quarantine at home and 
everything is shut down. We have a new segment called COVID Activities, where we give you guys one thing that we do per episode um, that we're doing during quarantine that we might recommend to you. So I'm going to start off. Uh, again, Carter and I are both gamers, and I know basically everybody in this podcast staff, because we're all younger, has been playing this. Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. Yeah, man, 30 million people already playing this game. It's free. So yeah, if you're, there's, if there's you, no paywall. If you, enjoy, if you enjoy video games even the slightest bit and you don't have Warzone, check it out. Like, give it at least an hour of your time. You'll fall in love. Yeah, you're not losing uh, anything, too. It's free. And all like, right, I'll download it. <laughs> yeah, it's cross-platform, too, so you can play with your buddies on... Doesn't like a, matter. A lot. PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Everybody can well, play together. Yeah, because yeah, that's like a I huge problem like with our staff here. Like A lot of guys play Xbox and PS4, well, and I play on PC, so us, I wouldn't normally be able to play three, with you guys. Us three, I'm on PlayStation. Taylor, you said you're on Xbox, right, before we yeah. started? Yeah. yeah, and Jimmy, you're on PC, so... Oh. It, it works because this would this is the first Call of Duty where we can actually play together. Well, I love and that, so- and I'm actually tempted to actually get this one because the problem with Call of Duty and PC is like Call of Duty is a year life cycle and it dies mm-hmm. within you know after that year. It's not like Battlefield yeah. where it's constant, right? But a lot of people on the consoles actually do stick with Call of Duty even a year after if they like it. So. I might get this one. Well, I'm going to wait till it's on sale, though, just because, again, that cross-platform just means this life cycle is going to be longer, so it might be worth getting. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if there's going to be a Blackout 2 when the... Because the next game is going to be a uh, Treyarch video game, so they were the ones that were behind Blackout, the original uh, Call of Duty Battle Royale. If it's so free and disconnected from Modern Warfare a bit, I'll, I'll play it, you know? Well, I think they found the golden formula for it now. Yeah, for sure, because not everybody, or not everybody who plays Call of Duty plays this, and vice versa, right? So, yeah, it just helps you get more people. Oh, well, I'll say what I was doing, I guess. Uh, uh, I work, I do uh, sales for a living, so... I've just been working from home, and when I'm not working, I guess I'm just kind of hanging out with the kids or watching movies. So, just finished all the Batman movies. They weren't bad. All right, there. (laughs) So, Taylor is recommending that to you. Carter, what do you got? So, this one's specifically for all my PlayStation people out there. Uh, There's a game that came out earlier this week on Monday. Uh, It's called Persona 5 Royal, and oh my god, it is a blast. So, it's essentially a game split into two halves where in one half you're doing, it's essentially a life sim and God, that's nice right now when we're all stuck inside to have a life sim style game playing <laughs> in Animal Crossing. Um, but then you also, uh, it's got a dungeon crawler aspect to it. It is a JRPG, so it's a Japanese style game. It's got turn-based combat, so it's like Pokemon, so it's easy enough to pick up. So there's like strengths and weaknesses like fire and ice, all of that stuff. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, really good. It's got a really good story. Um, the game is a journey, though. I think I'm just um, just over halfway, and I've already sunk 40 hours into it. So yeah, I mean, I've been having a blast with it. And if you have a PlayStation, I recommend that you check that one out. Or the regular Persona 5, not the Royal. If you don't have that much money, it's uh, less than half the price for that one now. I think it's like 20 bucks. So 
yeah, check that out. Yeah, that's not bad. So if you're stuck and you have nothing to do in quarantine, consider some of these ideas. Like I said, too, I was binge watching a lot of House MD lately because mm, yeah, that was such a good show, man. But yeah, well, speaking of speaking of stuff that I want to watch, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit before, but like, oh, yeah, everybody needs to Tiger watch King. Tiger King. Yep. Like Tiger King, free Joe Exotic, wild. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen one episode, and yeah, it's you wild. just wait, dude. It's crazy. Like free oh Joe my. Exotic, that man needs to be <laughs> out, and Carol Baskin needs to be in a jail. <laughs> and if you dude. if you watch the show, you know what we're getting at. And if you don't, uh, you probably know someone who does, or. Just look it up. It's all over the place. So like number one on Netflix in Canada and yeah, yeah it's like all it's over a, the world. It's huge. It's a seven. It's a seven episode docu series. So I figured I'd check it out. Yeah, and after the first episode, I'm just like, I cannot wait to see where this goes. Yeah, I finished it in like two evenings, and it was yeah, it was just unbelievable. It, I couldn't stop watching. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's gonna wrap things up for this episode. There is hopefully going to still be prospect rankings coming out in April, so that'll probably be our next show unless something major comes up. And hopefully there isn't anything negative with COVID and we get at least some type of CFL season. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm just hoping that we get a timeline sooner or later, but I know that's tough right now. So For sure. Like I know uh, Cody Fajardo said on the sports cage, which... By the way, if you do listen to that, I will be making an appearance. Uh, what day is that? It's Tuesday, but obviously, watch this later. Uh, April seventh, I'm gonna be on the sports cage. April seventh, Derek Yo, Taylor. That's news to me. That's wild. Yeah, man, I'm gonna be. All- I'm going to the big leagues, and we're gonna. Here's what we're gonna Bro. talk about. We're gonna talk about our CFL mock draft I did with James. We're going to talk about this podcast, so we're going to get some more yeah. exposure from that, for sure. I'm going to try to bump up that Twitter following, because we only have 43 Twitter followers. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, our Instagram is great. Like, I love our Instagram. We got 170 guys on there. That's awesome. But I, my goal is to grow our Twitter for this next year. And we're going to have, like, a, a big... I'm not going to say what it is. We're going to have a big intro for... When season two kicks off of the True North CFL podcast, whoop, whoop. Uh, big tings, good, big good tings times are ahead. Yeah, no doubt. So again, that wraps things up. I'm Jimmy Leach, and this is the True North CFL podcast signing off. <laughs>